And thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Code with Kingy, where we are recapping the All Blacks. I can't remember what is it there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight win uh, in 2021, beating the Argentinians 36-13. And as always, with all of my preview podcasts, preview, all of my recap podcasts, I throw the mic straight to my guest, the brother Vince Osefo. Just want to give us a breakdown of what you made of last night's action. Sure, bro. Thanks for having me on. Um, but yeah, man, no, it's just one of those games again that probably the All Blacks had a few tries go. At the start of the game, bro, I thought they were going to put on a bigger number than what they did. Just how the way that, I mean, the passes and stuff were, were like going off, going on to hand. The way the All Blacks were looking, they looked really, really dangerous, eh? Up, like early years. But then again, like the, the Pumas, bro, like especially the, the captain, the hooker. Bro, he, that, that first turnover he did to win in the penalty when the All Blacks like hot on attack, bro, then that kind of just translated to the rest of the game, bro. Like All Blacks getting so close again and then just either butchering or being penalised and couldn't really get away with any points, pretty much just sign up the game. But yeah, bro, lots of impressive performances, uh, performances by the boys. Um, but yeah, bro, it's, I mean, you've got to give credit to the Premiers as well for sticking in there. They could have just given up uh, early as well. But yeah, man, it was, it was a good game to watch. I mean, like touching on performances, I thought a lot of the young fellas stepped up. Eh? Like I thought Taukiaho had a really good game. Uh, mm-hmm. Tupo Vai stood out. Ethan Black had a, you know, all guys that didn't have a, don't have a lot of experience, looked pretty comfortable. Even Quintu Pai, who we touched on last week at second five, didn't stand out, stand out, but, you know, went in there and did his role. And that's all you can really ask for of, of any All Black. But yeah, I mean, again, like that, that first half, I think they let about three tries go. And then in the second half, like there was, an accuracy in and around the breakdown and just poor skill execution and and scoring opportunities. So it was always going to be hard for me to take another step forward based off what they did last week, because I thought that they put a pretty all round performance together. If that makes sense last week, I thought that was probably like the, the best batch of 80 minutes, but I'll tell you one area that I was really impressed with given what we know about the Pumas. We know there are no slouches in that department is that scrum time that front row, like, even like when George Barrow and co came on, they drilled them at the scrums. I mean, again, I know nothing about front row play, but that was, <laughs> you know, that, that was quite impressive because, you know, we, we aren't blessed with very experienced props at the moment. I think, I mean, you got Fotunga Farsi who's just coming back into the frame and Joe Moody, who you could probably deem as world-class, but, you know, seeing someone like George Barrow go out there and do a job, Tyrell did a job as well. Yeah. I guess it puts us in good stead considering how vulnerable the spring box are looking now with this second straight loss. I think there was a fact at the start of the game, bro, that the uh, Springboks uh, front row had like almost double amount of test matches that the that the All Blacks won. Oh, I, th- I think if I heard that correctly or something, like how they said something about how an experience that the um, that the front row for the for the All Blacks were compared to to the Pumas. So yeah, bro, the, the boys definitely put on a really really good good show. I reckon, like like you said, bro, Tarrell definitely did a job on his on his opposite, and then bro, having guys like Tunga Fassi and who was it? Fussy and George George Bauer. George Bauer on the bench, yeah, bro, coming on and bro, just carrying that on for the, for the rest of the game, bro. That was that was hissing you. Yeah, I got to admit though, like some of those tries that the All Blacks scored in the first half are pretty soft. Like I, I remember watching it when Pedernada scored his try, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah eight nine eight nine here, you know, just like the classic call when you got a big blind, and I was like, <laughs> holy shit, that was soft. 
yeah. there was no trickery in it uh even like oh, i mean like the like you said the all blacks were making a lot of inroads like another guy that stood out for me was hoskins Tutu. he seemed to be popping up in support play really really well yeah. um and yeah the all blacks got close to the line a couple of times and of course they converted from close range like right before the half right at the end of the game and i think picture two pelosi's try to open the scoring but yeah i thought that the it, it was just a, it was a quite a choppy game eh and I tried to keep an eye on like Damien McKenzie and what he was doing. I mean, I love him as a player, but I don't think he's a 10A. He just, he's, he's, he has the skill set to play there, but it just doesn't, it's almost like, I remember like watching Ian Foster at the end of the game and he touched on how he thought that McKenzie was probably a little bit too risk averse because, you know, that's, it's almost, it's, it was almost like he was, he, he put himself in a box in a yeah. way. Try not to play and, outside himself. Or, yeah. It, it's know, almost but, like he, yeah, yeah. it's it, like, I get it that he wasn't trying to force his hand because, you know, when you're in that playmaker, well, when you're in that first receiver position, that's what you can't really afford to do. But it was almost like he wasn't trying to do anything because he was just, yeah, he was sort of second guessing himself, which isn't something you typically see from a player like him. Yeah, bro. Like, I mean, especially if, if, like goes back to the super rugby season, bro. If that was him playing in the super rugby scenario, if he's at 10, bro, he would have taken the line like early on in the game. Because you see, like, off um, the first few phases where he was just getting it, just passing it on, passing it on, not opposed to, like, actually taking the line how he usually does. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, bro, like, like I said, I think he was definitely, uh, definitely did put himself in a bit of a box. But, bro, yeah, got big, big shoes to fall from playing, yeah. um, covering Bowden Barrett. So, I think that kind of added to it. Yeah. And, bro, the, both of them can break the game wide open, bro. But I think Bowden at the moment, same as Richie, they, they're, they're the best in the world at, at picking picking their chances when to actually take the line and, and to actually yeah. have a go. Um, but yeah, bro, that, that was what, McKenzie's second game at 10 for the All Blacks, was it? Second yeah. or third? So, bro, most of most of the time has been, what, on the, at the back, on the wing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, bro, it's definitely a big, big step and a big a lot a lot different to what he's, he's used to. Yeah. It was sort of necessary given that we don't have any other first fives over there, right? And so you give him a, a bit of time there so that he's got some sort of experience in those high pressure cooker moments of a test match so that you know worst case scenario if Bowden goes down next week you know knock on wood that doesn't happen but at least that way he sort of has some sort of familiarity like running the team from 10 but moving on from him again like I don't I don't really have a lot to say of this game because it was again so choppy and there was almost it was almost it felt like a dead rubber I mean you could almost say that from the, the lineup that the All Blacks rolled out but Will Jordan didn't get on the scoreboard but He's almost become like a no-brainer for my first team. Like, to some of the touches that he had, uh, and I mean, like, the one that I... The, the, what was it? It was like the like the shovel pass, like the one where you don't... It's, not, it's, it's like quick hands, but it was. It's not quick hands because he's not even catching the ball. But, yeah, he just seems... He's one of those guys who you, you can't coach... Like, you can't coach ball sense. Yeah. You know, there's some guys who just always seem to be getting, you know, that last pass or that offload or they're the pass before the pass. He seems to be one of those guys. And so it's going to be interesting, like we like we touched on last week, you know, how impactful Sevu Reese has been. I thought George Bridge played well. But this thing, we're, we're spoiled for choice as All Blacks fans and the coaching staff is to, you know, pick like a, a decent back three. Because even Jordy Barrett, you know, the fact that he's goal kicking so well. So that's almost like yeah. an extra element to picking him. But... Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be. In, it, I don't know I've said interesting like a million times now, but it, it will be interesting going into this weekend. Who they roll with? Yeah, bro. Once again, like you said, bro, we are, we are definitely best 
it's, it's probably the, the hardest time to, to be a winger at the moment, bro, because you never know who's going to get the, the nod for next week, especially being all black. But yeah, bro, like you said, Bill Jordan, bro, he's he's magic, hey? Yeah. Um, but then, obviously, Bridge as well had a good game. So, bro, it's, it's, those guys will definitely have a headache coming into this week, bro, especially playing the Springboks. They want to go out and make a make a good impact. And I think that going out wide for, for next week's game, but they'll probably be an area that they can actually, actually exploit, eh? Yeah. Um, I mean, going off how the, the Springboks played against the, the Aussies in the weekend. What well, that's going to be the interesting thing, right? Like the the South Africans will be licking their wounds. So two straight losses to the Wallabies, and I think there's almost like the expectation now that the All Blacks got to go out and dick them the same way that we saw the Wallabies yeah. do it last night. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for us. But you know, Rico Iwani played centre last night. You'd have to think you know, given the way that Ian Foster's picked his team so far, I wouldn't be surprised if he went with Havili and Leonard Brown in the midfield. So then it's like, yeah. well, Iwani's in, in pretty good form. So does it shift him to the left wing? And then it's like, who do you pick as your right wing? Because like we just said, Will Jordan's magic. Yeah, Sever Reese is, is, is good. Like George Bridge is so reliant. And then at fullback, who do you pick? Because McKenzie was the form 15. But you'd almost think that Geordie Barrett's game with being a bigger body under the high ball would be more suitable mm. to when you're playing against the Springboks. And so, like, it's it's one of those things that we probably don't give a lot of good coaches credit for is being able to manage the players and make sure that, obviously, you, you want to pick, like, the guys that you think are going to perform the best. But when you've got such talent just waiting in the wings, you can't just, like, if one guy's having a bad game, just throw them out there and expect them to perform. Like, you almost need to sign, implement them into the lineup and yeah I, I i it's it's a real headache for me just thinking about it now when i was thinking about the game last night and like i've touched on this before like you got caleb clark waiting back in auckland yeah bro. who was who was the, who was the starting 11 who was like dubbed the next jonah last year so yeah and even behind those guys you know like you could probably name like a handful of super rugby wingers who are deserving given what we've seen of them so far you wouldn't think that they'd be too far off a test match so yeah, crazy, like you said, crazy time to be a winger. Yeah, but it's, it's tough, man. And like you said, I, I think they'll, they'll probably go with it with exactly the combination that you went with, um, with, with Ioane on the wing, just because he's actually been one of the more consistent players for the from the last few games. So mm. I'd probably give him the nod. And yeah, but I'd, I'd probably stick with Seve Reese, and then you just leave Bridge, Jordan um, to, to fight out the last bit. Uh, the, sorry, the, the um, and McKenzie to see who would round out. Because, I mean, Bridge can play fullback too, bro. So, there's always an option for him, but you can't leave McKenzie off there as well. I'd probably I'd, I'd yeah. start Jordy, um, just because how he's kicking at the moment. And I mean, if, if Bowden has his has a tight calf going into the next game, bro, it's, you'd probably see him doing most of the kicking anyway. So yeah, you, in Super Rugby form wise, goal kicking was was a bit hit and miss for for McKenzie in some crucial games as well. So yeah, you can't you got to take that into account. But yeah, bro, Jordy's Jordy's striking the ball really really well at the moment, bro. It's, Nothing better seeing the ball going like in the middle of the uprights, eh? Bro, straight up, and he, he can knock them from behind halfway. Like if, if asked of him, um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. And because the other thing as well, like because sometimes you can have players who perform better off the bench than others, and so you'd almost advocate because you know they're almost neck and neck skill and um, form wise that you'd be like someone like Damian McKenzie. I reckon makes a would make a bigger impact off the bench than a Jordy Barrett. But like, you know, when we talk about like the the outside backs, Will Jordan's like an awesome guy that would come off the bench. Sever Reese is another guy who would make just as big an impact coming off the bench as he would starting. So 
again that's just that just adds to the to the headache that Ian Foster has but yeah I think that's um I think that's a a wrap bro yeah a lot of, a lot of a lot of headaches going into next week but yeah good 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 headaches um I suspect for the team but just once again my man thank you very much for setting aside some time to help me with the podcast very much appreciate it and um best of luck with all your rugby endeavors for the rest of the year cheers brother thank you man